What is going on, my good people? Happy Thursday. And what a happy Thursday it has been. This is Queen's Glean, the after conversation to King's Speak. Now, we did not have a King's Speak on Tuesday, so we thought this would be an amazing chance for you to get to know the queens of Queen Glean. So stay tuned, get ready, grab your wine, have a seat, and we're gonna dive into some conversation. <laughs> That never gets old. I love that little intro. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Welcome to Queen's Glean. This is the after, the after conversation for King's Speak. King's Speak, for those of you that are new here, is a show that we do where I get to interview men and talk to them about things like self-mastery, emotional intelligence, vulnerability, and all those things that we typically don't hear from men. We love business and courage and all that stuff, but we want to know about the mushy parts. So this is the after show to that because after the men speak on Tuesdays, usually us queens, we talk about all the concepts and ideas that we heard from the men, and then we put in our two cents and we kind of, you know, talk about the understanding we get from them. So this is what Queens Glean is all about. But today, because we did not have King speak this week, we want to give you guys a chance to get to know the ladies. So here we go. It's party time. First up, like always, I got my girl Keandra in here, Miss Surrender Sessions herself. Let's get her in here. Hey, hey. happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, boo. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This week went by super fast, but I'm excited to connect with everybody. It's been a little bit. I know, right? That's that's what I was excited for today. Um, we're going to get into this conversation because... You know, I got some stories and some questions. Ooh, good, good, good. <laughs> All right. And of course, we got my girl, host and creator of Love and Good Music. We got Queen Cookie in the building. What up? Oh, hey. Hey. Hi, hey. Boo. What's up? What's up, ladies? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy we are Thursday. here. Um, Renee may be coming. I'm not sure, but we'll see. I'll see her down here in the guest if she comes. But We'll get started. So I just, you know, this is kind of an intuitive process. And I don't know if y'all know, I'm in Texas. So yeah. I had to deal with all of the, everything that happened last week and it threw me off. So I didn't set up anything for King's Speak because I was trying to find my own tale for this. And we don't blame you. I mean, us Californians don't know how to deal with weather. Girl. <laughs> Not that kind of weather, not that kind at all. And mind you, I was in the house feeling cute. You know what I'm saying? I had the heat on, it was snowing. It was like, oh, this is cute. I was going out in my little onesie, like, look guys, the snow going back in. But then it got real. Like y'all gonna shut off the electricity? And, yeah. and the, the pipes just gonna freeze. No yeah. electricity. Let me tell you how God set me up on this one. I'm currently on a 40 day fast, a spiritual fast. So I usually don't eat until 6 p.m. with this fast. And thank God that my body is and was conditioned to just not be hungry. Because mm -hmm. my cupboards, I, I'm a single woman. I don't keep mad food in here. Like, there's not right. food everywhere. And most of what I, I'm cooking with the oven, the stove, heating things up. I didn't have what I needed. Like, yeah. I was hungry and cold. <laughs> we hungry. Yeah, so I thought today would be mm. an amazing time to just get to know us 
talk about our projects, our perspectives, because we really don't have that. We always talk about what the men have going on and we do our little part at the end. But who are y'all? So <laughs> <laughs> we're just kind of free flowing tonight. And then also, since y'all host and y'all talk and interview, if any of you has a question about what something the other queen said, like, I, I don't have to be the only moderator. Ask your sis what she got going on. <laughs> if you feel, if you feel so led. Um, so, yeah, I get we'll go in order, I guess, because we're on here. Keandra, we could start with you, but. Why don't you kind of like introduce yourself and what you do and kind of like who you are to the audience for those who are new to Queen's Glean? Hey, hey. Well, <laughs> for those who've been rocking with Queen's Glean for the last few months, you know, since we've started this off, lovely to see you all again. And thank you all for rocking with us and, and tuning in regularly or catching the replay whenever you do. Uh, my name is Keandra Das. Um, I am a consultant and a coach. Uh, my background is in HR, but um, I've always been very ambitious, very performance driven, very much like, you know, just going after whatever it is that I want and hit a season in my life where I really came up against depression, uh, came up against really not loving myself, not taking care of myself um, and really not liking myself, really understanding that a lot of the performance and a lot of the motivation that um, I guess that I had, you know, just even from my teenage years was about basically this acceptance that wasn't within myself. And obviously, you know, these epiphanies, as eloquent as that sounds, that was obviously not something that I figured out and learned until I was an adult. But um, just recognizing those different patterns. And then it led to a point where I basically had my own traumatic season between death being, you know, uh, rejected from just multiple things that I was trying being dumped, you know, unceremoniously by a boyfriend. And then um, you know, eventually just some of those patterns still showing up, even to the point of when I got laid off from a job where I'd worked for 13 plus years, um, you know, was really at like the top for me in my career where I was leading an entire HR department, um, grew at that particular company from the receptionist all the way up. And so throughout all of that, it really taken me on this journey of um, where I had to learn to really care for myself, to learn how to love myself. Um, and that was really where it began. And I basically have now been working with women in a, a particular capacity where you don't necessarily have to feel bad about your ambition, feeling bad about being a leader, being able to own it, but doing it, doing it in a way where your well-being is still at the center and where you're not forgetting about yourself, forgetting about your healing, um, forgetting about the fact that you're doing this and that you are purpose. Um, that you're created for purpose, that, you know, that there's actually significance to your life and that it's not something that you have to prove that all those things aren't outside of yourself. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. I think just through my journey, a lot of that um, led to an event that was created, which is basically a safe space for professional women. That's a, that's a lot like me um, called Surrender Sessions. And um, through that journey of surrender, you know, it really has, it, it's just continuous. You know, it's not something that is um, a destination. It literally is a journey and it's just been constant. And so through my journey of surrender and through just even creating that event, because it was really one of the first things that I did as an, as an entrepreneur, um, it's, it's basically just led to just creation of all these different things and me being able to own my voice, setting boundaries, but also 
lending my HR professional experience with the coaching and with the things that I'm learning, with the healing and the spirituality and just bringing all those things together and just converging them into just an experience of just overall well-being. So in a big nutshell. <laughs> I love that nutshell. That was a big old nutshell, but it was a good nutshell. one. That was a full little nutshell. <laughs> no, I love it. That is so well said. And I love that you shared the journey. Just a really quick shout out. So I hope I get this right. Is it Zanade, man? Um, in the chat, but we're going to share in our trending on social, a post that I saw she posted that, that got a lot of traction. And so we're going to talk about that, but she's in here watching. So hello, but yes, um, Keandra, that's amazing. And I, I think it's important that even us, we know more about each other, where we come from our journey, because it really shapes our perspectives and all of the stuff that you went through has everything to do with everything that you're doing, whether it be relationships, friendships, work, um, the stuff that you're creating, these conversations that we have, like, you know, like you said, we might look cute, fun and speak a certain way, but we've been through some things, like yeah, yeah. some things where we've had to pick, scrape ourselves off the floor. Okay. Yeah. Where I've cried so much where I've like literally thrown up. Like, yeah. you know, this journey is, insane but i think it's valuable to know that we sit here who we are today because of all that stuff and despite of all that stuff and through yeah, all that stuff for sure what we're creating come is coming through a knowing a deeper knowing of like who we are on so many levels so it's just so powerful i'm so proud of you like i've gotten to see you since i you know what to be honest i, I met i met keandra before cookie but it was the same year i think we got a 2016 thing going. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ah, so, 2016. yes Man, that year that year oof that year for me came from a prayer i made in 2015. i was like lord i feel like a locomotive but i'm on the sand i need to be on the tracks i got the energy i got the this it's just like but what what is not working here and then you know the story unfolds from there. Um, so before and I get into it, is. Man, <laughs> man, even just from the last four years, like yo, really. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that, Queen Cookie. Let us know something. Who are you? What do you got? Yes, hey everybody, and uh, shout out to Zaneda. Thank you, Zaneda. Hey girl. Um, <laughs> I am on a similar journey as Keandra. Um, I think my life took some dramatic changes, dramatic turns that I wasn't expecting. I mean, not that you can ever predict life, but there was some pivotal moments in the past three to four years of my life that um, led me to the journey that I'm on now because it broke me down too. It broke me down to a place that I never want to go back to. I was in a similar space as her, uh, a depression that I felt trapped inside, I couldn't get out of. And then when I finally found my way back out, I realized that I wanted to pull other people out of that space because, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of friends and family, have a lot of, you know, that. But I think about people that don't have that sometimes. And so for me, I just realized that I wanted to use my story to help other people. 
And so that's kind of where uh, led me to the show that I'm doing now, which is very, very different from the show that I used to do. And so this is a weird transition for my audiences because I was very much in entertainment, who's who in Hollywood, you know, that was the baseline of my old podcast, which grew to thousands of thousands of listeners. And so this was very, um, I was very nervous about uh, putting my newest podcast out. It's called Loving Good Music because it is nothing like urban Hollywood radio. Uh, <laughs> it is nothing, it's not fun, it's not entertaining. It's not, um, you know, who was wearing what on the red carpet. Not that we have red carpets anymore, but it's not any of that anymore. This show is just me. It's raw. It's uncut. It's um, how I got through, you know, my most latest recent episode is how I got out of my depression. That's literally what it's about. It's about my depression. I never thought I'd ever um, speak about that, and that and about that in public, but it was on my spirit. And I just feel like in my recent spiritual journey, I'm letting my intuition lead me. And whenever I sit down and I meditate and I think about what is my next show going to be and when spirit tells me what it's going to be, I listen and spirit told me it's time for you to get this out. And I will uh, it was a very hard episode for me to film. I cried in the middle of it. And I um, it was therapy for me. My show is therapy for me. And I hope that it's therapy for other people. It's, um, you know, I had a lot of things that I felt like I failed at. I felt like I failed in relationships. I um, felt like I failed, you know, I'm a mother and I'm not with my child's father. I felt like I had failed there too. I failed my family. You know, I had another, I like Keandra, I had a sudden loss in my family. My grandmother passed away and that was like huge for me. I had never experienced loss like that. And so when you never experience something, then you have to go through that and you're like, what are these feelings? I've never felt this before. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's been a lot. And, you know, like I said, I'm grateful that I'm on the other side because I remember what it was like. And so I just want to be that for people. Like, let me lead you to your promised land because I know it's a hard fight. It's, you know, you like the super cliche thing. You never know what people are going through. Like, you really don't, especially someone like me who hides it very well. You would have never known I was going through that because I smiled through it all, you know. And so it's very dangerous when you never know people are walking around like loaded firecrackers. You just never know. So for me, it just taught me about grace and having grace with people holding space for people when even you don't want to and they just need a friend, you, it's, you be there for them. You just never know. You might be their only lifeline. And so um, learning, it's a learning process for me. I don't have all, I don't have all the answers, but I just wanted to be that outlet for people. And I felt like I knew I had the platform for it. I knew I had the following for it. I knew I have, I have the fan base for it. And I'm like, okay, come on this journey with me. It's different from where we were coming from before, but this is the real and the raw. And I've, the feedback has actually been very positive. And so I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right, you know. Um, so I feel like because it resonates with me more now than who's dating who and who broke up with who, like <laughs> this actually resonates with real people in real life. And it feels good to my soul. I love that. Yeah. So well said. Thank you for sharing. And you know, I think this is important because it is, we see so much like 
podcast and this and I have mm-hmm. a YouTube video on it, but it's just so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So when you take the time to get to know the person behind the post, behind mm-hmm. the YouTube video, behind the concept, there's just so much more. And I think that that's what really adds to the experience for people mm-hmm. and where they find the relatability. Um, it's kind of the same for me. I shared a little bit um, in 2015 how I just felt stuck and it wasn't the first time. I didn't been through pfft, the roller coaster. <laughs> it's okay. Yo, yo, You're on the same roller coaster. Yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm in the car behind you and the hundreds in the car behind me. Right. right. <laughs> We're going down the same roller coaster. Down, and I, my hands ain't up in glee and excitement either. It's no, like, I'm really the low. one when you go at the end and see the picture, I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> like dang, watch you like no, I'm hands up, like ah! <laughs> like that this thing. No, but it's um, it, it's really insane. But you know, um, there's been a few things. But as for me, when it comes to King Speak, it was very important because even for both of you, it sounds like both of you use your pain for purpose, and that's mm-hmm. just a really quick and simple way yeah. to put it. Um, and it, really, it's the same thing with me with King Speak, like. Not only, so Keandra and I had the chance to work together and grow things together in a group therapy, kind of like a spiritual healing space and retreats and stuff. Um, And that was honestly probably one of the first times where I discovered, oh girl, you hurt her. (laughs) (laughs) You you hurt her. When it comes to the surface, yeah. Mm -hmm. We were in a retreat and somebody was there speaking and she talked about being able to create um, a house and you can have whatever you want in it. And, you know, there's a romance room. And how do you picture this? You know, if you had your perfect romance, perfect man or this and that, what would this room of the house look like in the house of your soul, so to speak? And I was so triggered. I was like, what what, what, what am I going to do that for? For what? Mm. What, what, right. what are we talking about here? Let's just move mm-hmm. on. Let me just sit here. So mm-hmm. I usually never spoke too much in these things. But as soon as I started talking, like the tears, honey, I was like mm-hmm. broken because I was like, I didn't realize how much I was carrying in the area of men dating and relationships. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lot. And I don't feel like I wear my bitterness on my face and I'm not out here like acting crazy with it, but I was hurt on the inside, which Mm -hmm. means there are ways that I'm sure it was coming out on the outside, very guarded, very blocked, very closed off. And I don't want to be like that. Like I genuinely, yeah. that's not me. You know what I'm saying? But we put up these defenses that. Of um, course. Protect your heart, girl. Oh, <laughs> like, it was just dumb. It was like, oh, you got a brick wall, a firewall. Mm-hmm. You got 45 people outside with rifles. Then you got another, <laughs> you got a moat. You got like, you know, so. It National was Guard over that I'm heart. Saying, it was just ridiculous. Because I was like, oh yeah, what you're not going to do is get to me. Um, but. <laughs> It just gave me the mm. opportunity, you know, when I was posting and doing things, there was men hitting me up like, well, when are you going to do something for us? Or, and I was like, y'all care about healing and yeah. growing? Surely didn't think that. And there was just, a void. There was a void. And this was 2016. You know, now it's like a hot thing. Yeah. like therapy, this and that. But we were in that pocket. And um, I definitely just wanted to gain more understanding. And that's mm-hmm. where King Speak came from. It was a live event. I wanted to do a round table. We only had one where it was scotch tastings and dinner. And just to hear the men speak, like men that I wasn't dating, men that weren't trying to say what I wanted to hear, men that weren't, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it turned into this. And I know personally, I've learned so much. I've, I've gone through a healing journey. But to add to that, 
learning about how these guys think, how to navigate, how to move around. So I would know, like to interject. Yes. King Speak has changed my entire ga dating game. Like I, oh, that's amazing. You know, yes. Like listening to their interviews, listening to the things that they say sometimes, it's like our insight to their brains, which we've always been trying to figure out anyways. And listening to what they really want out of a woman, because I don't think we hear them sometimes. And that's been the most um, therapeutic thing for me is listening to them is like, where I've been wrong, you know, and where we thought we were doing right by them, we really weren't and where we felt like we were pouring into them, we were really emasculating them and challenging them and, you know, doing all of these things. And it's like, you finally hear a man be honest and just really say what it really is. And it's like, God, if you guys could all just do this, you know, but it's been, it's been, I know it's, you know, an outlet for them, but it's really, really, really been an outlet for me too. And to understand, cause I'm single out here. And so to yeah. understand a little bit of a glimpse into the mind of a man and well, the mind of two different sides of men. We painted this last time on the show. There's the uh, enlightened woke man. And then there's the, you know, everybody else. <laughs> and so, right. you know, learning how to navigate through that too. And this show has been definitely helpful. Um, I would say from the female perspective too. Yeah, that blesses me so much. The conversation really has led to understanding. And it's not all of the stuff that we see on Instagram, here on TV, watching on, and especially the culture. Like you said, I'm in entertainment too. You was on Urban Hollywood Radio. Like this, the stuff we're hearing is really extra like, oh, it's just too much. It's just not it's reality. It's, it's not and reality. it's not. And no. most of the stuff that they're seeing on TV, it's scripted as well. And, oh. you know, us women being on the back end of Hollywood, we understand that. But to the masses out there who are not in Los Angeles, who don't understand these mass productions and these studios and how they work, they they're watching up. TV as this is face value. Yeah. This is what it is. And I'm like, you guys, like, oh, Lord. Do like, want booty? Right. But it's yeah. like, this, freedom. This is why we need these types of things uh, to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, you know, explain, like, this is what's really going on. And this is, that's not reality. And this is real life. And let's really dissect it and get into what, what real couples are going through, what real married men are going through, what real single men are going, not that shit you see on TV. Please and thank you. And just yeah. to yeah, to be able to have them open up just a little bit to talk, that's really been helpful. Because mm -hmm. we we know so much. We have it. We know how to relate because we are human, but it's just yes. like understanding the little parts about what they are looking for, what they desire, how they think, the way they were raised. Right. Okay. And actually mm -hmm. taking into account, like, wow, these men were affected by things. Right. Mm -hmm. That I had to really, you know, sit down and be like, oh, okay, hold on. They are human. They do have feelings. Yeah. Even though they run around here like they don't. Yeah, like they don't. Right. right. I just, and then sometimes, you know, I think what's been valuable for me just with listening to them is hearing that they're not as, uh, you know, as strong, not that there even has to be a comparison between men mm -hmm. and women, but just they're not as strong as um, you know, I think sometimes society expects them to be and that mm -hmm. it's like they need mm -hmm. their moment to fall apart and have their, 
You know what I'm saying? Their moment, there come the Jesus moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're just like, and it's for, not easy. And how yeah. do we react to that too? Because it's saying. like, we're not really I get that. nervous when a man cries in front of yeah. me because I'm like, something's really wrong because you're crying right now. Sometimes I don't even know how to comfort that because we're not taught how to comfort men in that capacity. Women are taught to nurture a man and take care of a man, but to comfort in a time of need or how do we even, you know, pull that out of them? Because sometimes they're closed off too. You might see them hurting and they don't even want to open up. So yeah, Mm -hmm. there's just so many levels to that. I'm so glad you brought that up, Keandra, because I, you know, I think on another show, we had talked about that too. And yeah, like when a man is in his feelings, do we let him be there or do we make him feel wrong about being in that space? Some women do. Some women are like, get up, be strong. You're not supposed to, you know, because that's how a lot of people were raised. Men and a lot a lot of times they get that. Don't cry. Don't do that. That's, that's and it's not serving it's anyone not, to, no, to train them up all. to be that way. Because yeah. then, like you said, we wonder like when something is wrong with you, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you? It's like, what words does somebody who's never been allowed to speak have? And right. so even just having that understanding as a woman, for me, it brings in a little bit more patience because that's what I noticed. I was like, the guys that I'm dating, they aren't complete trash. It's just, <laughs> y'all really is not, what is this? Why don't right. you, you're a good person. Like, why are you so off? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, because all of the things. So definitely was the cherry on top to my healing as well after everything I went through. It's interesting too, because one of my questions I had for you guys was, um, what's the b- biggest lesson you've learned so far this year? And I don't know about you, but- mm. I had a dream the other night and it took me back to my dark night of the soul days where I was like, why is this coming up? Mm-hmm. Like, but what I really got from it is like, wow, Jay, you don't come a long mm-hmm. way. And it was so deep. I was, I was in the dream and I woke up from sleeping and had somebody else had to tell me what I did. Cause I was blacked out drunk. Mm. Like how many layers and realms is that? Yeah. On, okay. Wow. And it was just so, cause that used to be my mechanism. I, w- I used to drink, like mm-hmm. I was in New York. I was, dep- I would drink. Okay. I was like, I don't want to feel anything today. Right. Where are we going? And then I'm out. Like I wasn't but, blacking out every day, but it was just like. That's a lot of people though. You know, yes. a lot of people don't yeah. know how to cope with feelings. No. And so nope. we use alternate methods that we Ooh. think are coping, but it's not coping. It's numbing. It's mm-hmm. numbing and burying. Yep. You're not really facing it. You know, you're like, let me just go get high or let me, let me go just get drunk or let me go have sex. You know, it's a lot. Let me go eat some. It's different mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of it, it's like there's still that emptiness. And so you go keep doing it again because those you find pleasure in those things. And all you're really trying to do is just block out that hurt and that pain. And that was hard for me, too. I, I was, a, you know. Self medicator. <laughs> you know, I used to find comfort in things that made me feel good too. And I just wanted to block it out. And it's when you have to come to face those terms. Those are hard. Nobody ever wants to 
look at themselves in the mirror and but say, do we know to you're wrong or you shouldn't to. be doing that yeah. and then there's comes like the guilt part about that too you know and then you shame yourself and it's just like a whole thing journey yeah. layers on layers <laughs> on layers on layers so i'm so grateful <gasps> to like be in a space of you to be able to reflect back and look and be like, oh, you've come a long way, girl. And at least give yourself yeah. that And like, you're okay. And this that, is okay. That and space of saying like, yeah. I've at least done some of this work and you know. Oh yeah. A lifetime thing. You're not gonna just, oh, I'm healed. No, I, no, never. I faced so many childhood traumas last year that I felt like I got out and I get triggered all the time. Yeah. But it's not ever, I know what I something that the conclusion that I came to recently, my triggers are not going to go away. My triggers will always be my triggers. It's how I react to my triggers is how I will grow into controlling them. Um, because my childhood traumas will always be my childhood traumas, you know, it's just how I face them. And so that's what I've been trying to do is to learn my, uh, you know, get my emotional intelligence game up so that when I am triggered, Seriously. I know how to respond. And I'm not going to shut down and I'm not going to do the old things that I do. angry. I'm not going to lash out. I'm not going to say mean things. I'm not going to do those things anymore. Like I have to communicate like an adult. Like I can't go into my tantrum mode, you know. And, and even so if you do have it's a, just a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. It's also very valuable to be able to say, oh, my God, like I had a moment because oh, of this. Yes. And but 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 even to be able to communicate your stuff, I feel like enriches relationships to where it's like, all right, you ain't got to be perfect. I get it. But, you know, being able to communicate that stuff is very mm -hmm. valuable as well. So mm -hmm. what do you feel mm -hmm. like, you know, Keandra, like what do you feel like um, your your biggest lessons has been this year? Because I know I got some lessons just in the past <laughs> month, what a month and a half. Yeah. Right. I mean, you it's would only think been, it's only it's been, been about like, that long. <laughs> yeah, like you would think it's been like six months. And, and my <laughs> biggest lesson is actually a little bit of what you were just talking about in the communication realm um, and me being more vulnerable. Um, that has been the biggest lesson that I have learned over the last month and a half. Um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit in, in previous episodes, but mm -hmm. just my awareness of, and even what you were saying, Cookie, like the walls, you know, that were up and my awareness of it. Like I always known that I've been, you know, more private and, um, you know, can, can put on the poker face, can do what it is that I need to do, but that doesn't serve you in every area. And it does definitely doesn't serve you in a relationship. And mm -hmm being able to like have a different ear that's tuned to what a man is saying in a man's heart and, you know, being able to even express myself and my relationship in a different way, you know, not coming from the place of reacting or, you know what I mean? But really trying to understand a little bit better and then explaining my feelings differently and just having to like speak, speaking up for myself and communicating that, communicating it vulnerably, mm -hmm. I've been able to see that it actually yields a better like outcome than Spots, when you're basically yeah. <laughs> like the you Ooh, know guns blazing, right, the guns blazing, the battling, you know, like. <laughs> and man, it's it came. It's it's basically like again in these last what eight weeks. <laughs> it's it's been crazy how the and maybe because it was almost like a daily thing that I was encountering, but. It's been a big lesson and I've already been able to see how it's like, okay, there, there is something to be said about this 
vulnerability thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's we're almost on the same page with that because I think for me it's like a softening. I'm constantly yeah. finding ways to get out of my own way mm -hmm. because yeah, weeks ago it was about this need to protect ourselves because mm -hmm. you know, as women, as black women, as uh, citizens of the United States, it's like, what are we going to, we protecting our money, our hearts, our corporate jobs, our, we're defending yeah. our skin color, our hair, we're defending our man, we're defending from the police, we're defending like, yep. So what you think I go home and do? I'm still about it, about it, like in my chest at all times. Like I can't, mm -hmm. I yep. can't be bucking up against the world and responses and this and that all the time. So it's been a long journey. And of course, I'm still learning more, but it has felt really good to just settle down. I have mm -hmm. the capability to be in my beingness. And at every moment, I've been working OT to monitor everything that's going on. Be here now lay it down, get present. It's all good. Like, you know, and I've had my moments, but they've been a lot less. I'm a lot more relaxed. And now I'm ready to start to reevaluate who Jamie, who's Jamie in this season. I'm still mm -hmm. me. I got my same principles and values and goals and things like that. But my, my function has completely changed and mm -hmm. I'm learning how to walk all over again. Yeah. Ooh. That's what it is too. When you have a rebirth or like a re you know, a renewal of your mind in your life, you are learning how to do everything over again because it's from a different mind uh, set. It's from a different perspective. So everything you see is from different lens and you can't see things the same way when you got on your glasses. Everything clears up when you got your glasses on. You're like, oh, I see you, right. you know? And so that's kind of how life is when the mind shifts and you put your glasses on, you're like, oh, Oh, I've been missing this this like, whole time. Like, oh my time. God, what's that? You know, that's not the ha ha, the epiphanies, yeah. all these come through because you're like, oh, I got my glasses on. And then, you know, life is going to shift again. You get your new glasses on. You got you to get your, uh, um, your prescriptions changed, you know, and everything changes because I think that's where I was at last time. I was so lost in 2020, not like lost in the game like I was, but I was just like, who am I? Because everything's new. Like everything's new to me. Dating is new to me. The way I used to date is not the way I used to date. My motherhood game has changed because my mind has changed about that and the way I was raising my son versus how I want to raise him now. Like that's changed in a matter of a year and it'll probably continue to change as I learn to be a better parent. Um, my my corporate, you know, we talked about that last my 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 game has gotten leveled up at work because you know every year we grow in order for me to keep my position i gotta keep growing so i've changed i'm not who i am last year mm -mm. and and that's in every level of my life personal i'm not who i am who i was right week. and so right. It's not, and so you know it's so funny how you you pose the question what have you learned this year i'm like yeah that's perfect because we are still month two in we learning we're learning so much we're learning so much but uh, what I learned the most this year was mindfulness too, Jamie, like mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. I'm always, my, my life is so fast paced. I mean, my life is just so fast paced. I just have to learn how to stop in my day, take my time and just be because I have high anxiety levels on the days that I don't. And, you know, and so, yeah, mindfulness has been the biggest thing for me in 2021 is just be present. 
Just slow Ooh. down. Stop being in next week. Next week is not even here. Girl, my schedule about the, the stuff that I had to do like next that. week. And I'm like, why? What if I something exactly happens tomorrow and yeah. I don't even make it to the thing I need to do next week? And I'm over here stressing about next week and next week ain't even here. And so I had mm. to stop myself from that because that's where I'm a victim of myself is seeing my full plate rather than the day that's in front of Just me. Just with I, the bite you're finna take. Like, yep. why even the whole plate? I was right. Thinking about it the other day, I was in the shower and I'm like, girl, you can't just be in the shower. You got to think about the tea right. you finna boil, the meal you finna cook. Did you turn off the light? Oh, I want to see the sunset. I got to write that down. Send in the shower. Yeah. I'm in the shower. Like, could you re be here right. now? Relax, relax. Feel be the water on your body. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Driven somewhere and then like not even know how you got there. Because like, you was gone the whole time. Mine was like. Yep. And I'm like, why? What? Whoa! Where did my life go? That I'm so far in thought. That m and and most of that thought is just fluff. Half the thoughts that I have don't even happen. They don't exist. Like, it's fear based. Yeah. Controlling, making some some magical crazy stuff up, and then it just went as peaceful as hell. Oh my! Like, oh, I did all that stress and all that anxiety. Trust is a big one. Trusting you life. Know, so. Yeah. 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 Mm, mm, mm. learning how to trust life the unfolding that's another thing you know i'm on this 40-day fast and for me and really always learning what that really means to me mm -hmm. it's like we say oh we got faith we do this and then go put our hands and everything that we you know are trying to do and still trying to control and here i'm just like how close can i get to literal moment by moment being somebody who has is a former overthinker, a former hustler, okay, honey, couldn't nobody out hustle this one right here. Uh, please, <laughs> while you sleeping, I'm working, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, I just had, like, the energy unmatched, but I'm like, you'd burn out. And it's like, that wasn't really right. serving me. So when I say I'm relearning, it's like, it's been almost a couple of years now, like, same as you, 2020. I was in this job doing whatever, but I could feel myself. In March, I was like, we got to pump these breaks. Yeah. I started listening to Joe Dispenza. I was like, I got to start meditating differently. I have to start being real with Jamie about what she wants and changing the way I go about it. All of the way I go about it. Cause working more hours, working harder, l putting more on my plate, more school, more, this is not the answer. And that's not what I want. It's time no. to get what I want. Yeah. It's amazing how I know it's still kind of cliche to hear it, but how 2020 changed. So, you know what I mean? Like it changed just the perspective. It just made so many things so clear. I mean, because I feel like we're still kind of in this place of like first, you know what I mean? Like after 2020, we're still kind of like, okay, this was the first New Year's. This was the first like Super Bowl. This was the first like <laughs> yes, Valentine's. Right. Like, right. what are we doing? Like, I don't really understand, you know? Like, so right. it's just kind of, at least, you know I, know, I know some people may have been here, you know, well, actually for us, like the shutdown started, what was it like? March. March so we technically mm -hmm. haven't completely gotten to the full anniversary yet. But, you know, like it's not even quite a year yet, but there's so many things where it's like because of the way that we've been living for almost a year and just what was exposed and what we've learned about ourselves and how we were able to see things that weren't working and wasn't sustainable. And then even just for me, like how the quality of my life has actually increased. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm -hmm. I'm now going into a lot of the things and being able to reflect like, wow, this time last year, mm -hmm. I was in such a different place just mm -hmm. mentally and mm -hmm. physically and financially. And I mean, just spiritually, just so many things were different. And 
being able to see how this year in particular, like I'm really, I would say like really intentionally integrating how I want pieces to actually continue. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that slower pace is a oh, real thing a because that it's a dream and like not being so like focused on like next week and next year. And I mean, cause I used to, my calendar used to be full honey already <laughs> between the brunches with friends, the vacations I was already, you know, had plans and was paying on and, you know, like just all the things. And it's like, it's been such a gift that I didn't really know to be, to be able to have so much more spaciousness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I know that had certain things been taken away, it had things not been taken away in 2020. I don't know that I would have willingly given up. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things that I was preaching about, like, oh, the sustainability, the well-being, the, the slower pace, the, 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 the. but like until you actually get forced to really, 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 really be there, then, you know, then you're like, oh, I get it now. I get oh it now. God. And now it's like the gift that keeps on giving and I'm not trying to give it up. <laughs> Oh no, this is new. We in a new way of life now. Oh there's yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that's gonna make us go back, and that is the gift. And mm -hmm. that is such a way to see the beauty in the chaos. And this is why we can't buck up against things that look like they're going wrong so much. Mm -hmm. Because what's going wrong could only be introducing what's gonna be going right. So mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. so with that being said, I think we kind of touched on it, but how are you guys going to stay out your way this year? How are you going to keep out of your own way? What Do you have any modalities in place, any books that you're reading, any ideas or mantras that are reminders for you to, it's really our ego. And I don't want to just have this whole conversation about crapping on the ego, mm -hmm. but the ego, you know, really does do a very sorry job keeping us safe from change, um, feelings, anything that just feels different from what we're used to. So, you know, how are we going to stay out of our own way this year so that we can get everything we came for? <laughs> so for me, um, it, it was definitely about having the right people around me because I feed off of other people's energy. And so if I see like my friends have high energy and they are like, walking in their purpose and they're doing the things they're supposed to. I'm like, oh, I want to do that too. You know what I'm saying? My friends motivate me. And when I see them doing well, I want to do well too. Not from like a hater's perspective, but I'm like, I want to do that too. Yeah. And so I'm like, that for me was big, was, you know, looking at my circle and making sure that everybody in my circle was going in the right direction. And I think 2020 was very, uh, giving for that too. I got to lose a lot of people I didn't really have no business hanging around and yeah. great, you know, grateful for that space that 2020 created. And I no longer have a lot of those relationships and it's fine. And the relationship, the relationships that I was supposed to have, I came out of 2020 with, and I came out with more new people that are in uh, alignment with me and my way of thinking. And so for me, besides the mindfulness that I said, it's just about check those check-ins. And so I check in once a month with myself to make sure that the goals that I set in January are still in alignment because I get off course. Like I'll yeah. look, like I was just looking at my list the other day of all the things I said I was gonna do this year. I was already off course. And then I had to like regroup and like, okay, girl, this is things, these are things you said you wanted to do, right? And 
get myself back on the horse because I fell off my horse, you know? And so um, that was, those are like the two big things for me, being mindful and making sure I check in um, because next thing you know, it'll be June, you know? June is tomorrow. June is tomorrow. And so like we're already, we're already <laughs> in March. And, and like I said, I was already off my horse. My high horse that I had on January, I'm already, I was already off my horse. And um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is making sure I'm taken care of. That's a big one for me. I gave so much of myself in the past two to three years. I um from a from a cup that wasn't full. Mm. And now I have to give from a full cup. Oh. I don't even give anymore. Learning to say no. Oh, learning to say no. And being okay with it. Um, and being okay with Ooh. it and not feeling bad and not feeling stretched or stressed and um, you know, just doing what's right for me. Um, have to be in a season of a little bit of selfishness. Um, and it's not even for uh, any other reason other than self-care. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody thinks about that. This is my I'm season sure. of selfishness. And I just have to do me. like, And whatever that makes me, whatever feels good to my my soul. And mm-hmm. that's just what it's good for me. That's good. That That is very full, girl. And I see uh, Crystal McLeod in the chat. Look at me. I'm, I'm getting, I'm trying to yeah. play with putting the little chat on the screen. Um, she said she's centering herself is how she's going to stay out of her own way. And that centering is very powerful. Um, I kind of feel the same way. It's really monitoring these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And because I have done the work, like the praying, the meditation, the fasting, the books that I'm reading and all of these things, I'm a lot more sensitive to how I feel. I'm mm-hmm. able to pick up on it quick. Whereas before I was probably so addicted to being uncomfortable that I would never have been able to catch a wrong thinking thought flying by my brain because I was always used to feeling tight and stressed in my stomach and I'm not sure and thoughts. And I thought that was life. I really right. like low key didn't know better because the old story I would tell myself is like, if I don't do it, it's not gonna get done. I mm. have to do this. Um, I'm reading The Big Leap right now. I know you're reading it too, girl. Yes, yes, yes. The other day, but um, I'm reading The Big Leap. And it's, along with everything else that I'm reading and have digested, it's really showing me where we cap ourselves out at. And it's so subconscious. We don't know we're doing it. But I've, I've always known that, you know, I always love it my parents and respect my dad and everything because he was my main disciplinary. My mom, if y'all know my mom, she just like, let's make cookies and glitter and chilling and whatever. It's like, you know, <laughs> the last thing she's going to do is try to tell me to do something. She's like, well, if you just go, you know. So my dad was always the one that's like, no, it has to be. And, it did it. and because I wanted to do well and all of these things, I got stuck in that space, like having to do things the way my dad taught me. And we're two completely different people. I don't have the same set of beliefs as my dad does. And I didn't know that that was okay because when you're a kid, it's like, that's wrong. You do what I say. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, uh, you know, so just even understanding that I deal with these caps, like, did I work hard enough to earn that? Did I do enough? It's like, why am I constantly trying to earn my happy, earn mm-hmm. my space, mm-hmm. earn my mm-hmm. earn, earn, like, nah, like, yeah. but the other part of me knows I'm enough. So having that duality within my brain is not serving me. I, I, I wrote down the other day, I feel like I'm shining my light behind the bushel. Like I'm back here like, yep, I got the sauce. I'm good. But it's like, you're going to be behind the bush though. Like I'm going to need you to (laughs) step out front. Step out front. You're okay. 
you do deserve. You don't have to earn every bit and piece. You're enough. Like if God is flowing through me, how, what am I going to say that God and what he has to offer and how he made me was wrong. It's not enough. Like, nah. So it's just really been about moving those barriers. And I can always tell that they're there with my thoughts and how I'm thinking and how I engage in those thoughts and how I, so for me to stay out of my own way, it's getting all the tools, all the little sayings and mantras and ideas that know how to knock out the thoughts like that little game you play when all them gophers pop out the hole. And I let it go. Like there's no need to explore. We're, we're using our brains the wrong way. Our brains are not meant to climb us through every little situation. They're for logistics, okay? I got to file my taxes. Let me turn my brain on. I got to, you know, but otherwise it's a real beingness that I'm learning to enjoy. So I've been selfish and introspective and kind of in my little cave too because I'm sensitive right now. I need to like figure this out before I just throw myself into the whirlwind of how I'm going to (laughs) function. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. That's good. Yeah, no, though I, I, I was going to comment on because, yes, I'm rereading the big leap, the big leap. Actually, I read it four years ago, maybe mm. for the first time. And I feel like now, you know, it's kind of similar to you, like because, you know, I've been doing some of this work, you know, for a while on myself that it's now time to go deeper or that, you know, it's like, I need to go into a different dimension of this. And so I just basically picked it up just kind of intuitively. Like I, it was just on the floor of my bookshelf for some reason. It wasn't even like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Like, the big leap. Oh my gosh. I need to tell you guys something. One of my colleagues one. gave me that book two years ago and I haven't even cracked it open. <laughs> Well, here's your sign. There you go. There's I your know. Sign. I'm like, oh, oh damn, I'm bringing up this call. I better go start reading. Yes. I literally like, have it and I haven't even opened it. <laughs> Yeah, like, and I mean, it was gifted to me and I didn't read it immediately the first time either. But once I read it then and it was like, okay. And then, you know, there were just some things that um, that came up in therapy for me. And then again, like I said, I saw it on the floor, you know, of my bookshelf. And so I was just like, you know what, let me just reread it. And um, it's just been so good because I'm able to digest it from a different lens and see it from a different perspective. And I think one of the main ways that I'm going to stay out of my own way, a lot of what you said, Jamie, you know, really resonates with me. But um, one of the biggest lessons is for me to continue to advocate for myself in a particular way, um, which I guess is being in the present moment and maybe being vulnerable. But I was always the one that would like bend and fold and um, do what worked for the other person. Like, it's like, even though I would be mindful of myself, it was like, I'm like, well, let me just be flexible and okay. Like, you know, and it's like, no, this year, like you're stepping in a different in a deeper way of advocating for yourself. Um, and so I think for me, that's kind of staying out of my own way because it's going to prevent me from feeling, um, a certain sense of like, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not regret, but like, um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But basically continuing to advocate for myself, my, my prices are higher. Um, you know, like if something's not going to work for me, it's just not going to work for me. Um, and being cool with it and being 
cool with it and being cool with it and like and meaning it. You know what I mean? Like, and I there I have had a certain sense of selfishness, but again, it's a deeper selfishness <laughs> and not in a disrespectful way or anything that's you know meant to like hurt someone's feelings or of offend course. them. But you know, I really it, it definitely is just like a different time for me to really step in and own um my brilliance and who Keandra is. And that requires me stepping up, using my voice in a particular way, but it, it also does. means some vulnerability has to come in that too. Um, yeah. So just, you know, I, I guess it's, it's a blend of just what we've all been talking about and what we've all shared and, and just where we're coming from. But that's, I think that's going to be huge for me is, is the advocacy for myself. That's major. I'm excited for us. Erica, I want you to crack open the book. I so have yeah. it. Like, okay. I have it. It's here in my house. <laughs> we should just take a moment and talk about okay. some of this stuff just to kind of like I will, drive before it Before the home. next week, I'm going to start the big leap, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because everything that you said with, you know, where you're headed and you know, falling off track and this and mm -hmm. the other, like, even for me, I'm, I feel like I'm hitting the restart button. Not really, mm -hmm. but kind of, kind of, yeah. Just wanting to make the crooked path straight. It's like, we talk so much about purpose, but I really think this book is going, it's the next layer and level. I've always known what yeah. I wanted to do, who I'm about, my light, my this and that. But again, I'd be in my own way in ways that I had no idea. So I hadn't already read like chapter one, two, three, like three times. Nene says she has a TBR books. What are TBR books? Do you guys know? No, TBR. I was looking at that. And I, my brain was like, the uh, TBR. Uh, uh. <laughs> Not the author. No. Zaneda, what is the TBR books? And then, you know, too, while she's doing that, I wanted to go into um, something actually that Zaneda posted on Twitter that got a lot of traction. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yes, I do. <laughs> I feel like too, Keandra, I feel like I've been at your house and seen that book. Like the, you know what I'm saying? The cover yeah. like yeah. stands out to me. But um, this was so good. It was so good just to get you know you guys a little bit here about your journey. Um, again, this was intuitive. There was no king speak. And yesterday I was like, what? I was like, should we do a throwback to one of the other episodes? This I couldn't grasp it. And this morning I was like, let's talk about the girls. Let's talk about their project. Let's talk about what they have going. And you know, so people get a sense of us and then we can go back to saying what we say and y'all know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So I wanted to bring up something that uh, Zaneda posted on Twitter and unfortunately, uh, so uh, technology wouldn't be nice to me today. So I have to read it from my other phone. But, um, you know, Keandra, you talked about being able to advocate for yourself. Not only that, but the vulnerability that is required when you do that. And, you know, we spoke last week, too, about, you know, Cookie, some of the stuff that you've been through in the workplace and, you know, all of these things. And, Keandra, with your background in HR and us being entrepreneurs, I just thought that this was so important. And um, so Zaneda posted to Twitter and you guys can follow her on Twitter at Zaneda, Z-A-N-A-D-E. Can we talk about Black women underpaying other Black women? Mm. Or are we not ready for that? Mm. Ooh, sis, I don't know if some folks is ready. <laughs> Man. And so she went on to kind of share that in the last three months, she'd taken chances on smaller brands and given them strategy. I know, problem number one, in quotes. 
to only have them steal my ideas that I shared in good faith and not pay a dime because they think they can do it on their own. Mm. And I really thought that this was important because we do, we talk about the men and the stuff that they have going on and we're always looking in the mirror at our own stuff. But when we talk about this being new and learning how to walk all over again, it's the same when it comes to this entrepreneurial mm -hmm. stuff. And when I look at stuff like this, I think about the times that I've been severely underpaid mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. women that look like me. And it's not to crap on them and what they wanted to do this, that, and the other, but immediately I was able to see well, what's my self-worth issue? Mm. What about coming to the table properly am I missing? You know, Keandra, you talked about advocating for yourself and vulnerability, like how real can I get? Like, you know, cause I can only help but look in the mirror. We have to choose who we wanna be involved with with how. So it made me ask a bunch of questions that and the, where the root of that comes from as black Whoa. people in this country. So what are mm -hmm. your, what are your thoughts or experiences? Cause you guys have both have, have entrepreneurial mm -hmm. things and Keandra, you work directly with people in this space. So what are what are your yeah. thoughts about that? Yeah, it's really interesting. Cause you know, I, it's, it's so, I have so many thoughts, you know, one, you know, unfortunately just as black people, you know, we tend to think, we tend to be conditioned to believe this crab in a barrel type of a mentality type of a thing, right? So rather than believing that we actually have something unique and that there's value and that we don't have to be in competition and pitted once against one another, um, we tend to be, I don't know, like it, it's just this competitive thing where it's like, if I, if I tug somebody else down, then basically that's the way to elevate myself. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that that robs us, you know, of a lot of our own authentic moments to really shine. Um, but I've seen it in in the area in in the realm of you know just entrepreneurship, especially being, especially entrepreneurship kind of being this um, gateway of betting on yourself, or basically the alternative for a lot of women who are basically like, I'm done with corporate America, I'm out, I don't want to work for nobody else anymore, I'm tired of being undercut, underpaid the aggressions, the injustices, the da, 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 da. like we're tired of it, right? And then we end up basically betting on ourselves, creating these opportunities. And that has its own layers and things that you Ooh. have to deal with, you know? And it, it really does come up. Um, I, I, I really truly believe that there's an aspect of entrepreneurship that's also spiritual, but that's a whole nother thing. But outside of that, especially when we have dealt with a lot of traumatic experiences in the workplace, and then we try to show up in entrepreneurship, we don't realize that the ways that our confidence has been broken and chipped at, we subconsciously do that in other areas, whether it's collaborating with other people, um, whether it's not trusting our own ideas and stealing somebody else's intellectual property, whether it's not knowing intellectual property and trademarking and all the things and not even having the capital of, of what it takes to kind of lay a good foundation and groundwork and wanting to be, you know, this the overnight success and not realizing that there is really, you gotta, it, it, it's just entrepreneurship is not easy. It is not this overnight success, the online, you know, um, BS that we're seeing, like it's almost as bad as Hollywood, you know, to a certain extent where it's Ooh. like selling this, this, these things that are just not true, you know, and, um, I know that I've been a, a victim of it, been a part of it, and may have unconsciously extended it in some particular way. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it's, I don't know, I have a lot of thoughts, you know, around it, but I do believe that 
um, especially for women who kind of are entering into this space because they are just sick of, you know, what they're dealing with kind of in the, whether, it, even if it's not corporate America, it could be academia um, or, you know, any area where it's kind of more of that traditional workspace and you're kind of leaving it because you're just done with the trauma that exists there we don't even process it sometimes as trauma. And so we basically try to start operating in this new level of freedom. And then we end up undercutting someone else because of the rules of what we were told of what it takes to be successful in that space and bringing it here. And it, it, it just, it doesn't work. And the rules are not the same. Um, it, 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 yeah, I could kind of go on and on and on. <laughs> no, I love it. You brought up so yeah. many major but, yeah. points. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot. Um, my brain was just going nuts when I heard the tweet. Um, but I think that that's just a overall like psychological blanket that we place already in just as black people and all the time. You're always, you know, even all the cultures, when you see someone that looks like you, you want a discount because they look like you or we're like we're we're taught that we shouldn't spend top dollar on people that look like us. You get a black owned business and you're pissed because their prices are the same as a white owned business. But you'll go pay for the white man stuff, but you won't pay for your friend who has the same T-shirt for $40, but you're going to go buy it for him. And so I think what happens when women, black women become owners if they don't have the right mentality, that's the mentality that's brought into the workplace. So when they hire women that look like them, they don't see the same value in them as they may see in a Caucasian woman or something like that, because that's what's trusted in the industry. That's what's trusted, you know, and that's what society has always taught us, that a white woman can do it better than a black woman. And so I feel like when black women become bosses and CEOs and they are hiring, they they, the pool of, of um, employees that are coming in, I think it is tiered that way. It's tiered like that in my job. I see it every day. I hire and fire at my job and I know what we pay people and I know the different pay rates that people come in and, and I see it all day and I can't control it. It's not my, it's not my, it's not my business to control. But when I bring in an onboard and I sit in these meetings and we talk about pay, you see the differentiation from when a black woman comes in, we pay her base hourly weight. We don't, we're above minimum wage, but she's going to make our base. Whereas, and I've seen it every day, a Caucasian woman can come into our, our office, name her price. And if we can't match it, we'll get close to it. Mm. And that's just, I've, I see it all the time. I yeah. see it all the time. And I'm like, did, did you even ask that black woman? Did she have the credibility? You know, it's like I've had black women come in and ask for a, 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 an amount, an hourly rate. I've taken it back to my boss and he's like, no. Yeah. And like that always got under my skin because I see it every day. And I'm like, I think it's something inside of them, too, that doesn't think that we are um, valuable, you know, because we, you know, history. Yeah, or, you know, that we can even do the, the same type of jobs or at the same level. But I, I know Black women can. Of but course. I think it's this mentality <laughs> of we are in this competitiveness. You know, women don't support women. We're not trying to help each other to the ladder, up the ladder and up to the top. It's this, undel it's this unspoken competition in corporate world. So, yeah, you want, you want your, your, your Black counterpart to stay down so you can shine. I feel like that's what's 
the the culture in corporate corporate America. When you finally get in there and you're black, you there's don't want room your for one of you. Like right. you, right? Because it's only you. You're yeah. the only one going. And I think that that's where that dog eat dog mentality stays. And so when you feel like you have women entrepreneurs out here, you think they want to pay the woman underneath them what she's worth? No, they don't. That they is don't fear that she's going to yeah. come up on top of her. And it's sad. It's, 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 you know, but I, like I said, this is, it goes super deep. There's, there's, you know, there's society issues there. There's men and women differentiation, differentiations there. There's probably colorism in there. There's, you know, educational levels and opportunities that are not afforded to some there that is in there that's just like a loaded ass question <laughs> it was super Seriously. loaded we could have did the whole show about yeah. that. i'm telling you and you guys brought <laughs> right. up such great points like we right. probably will need to continue to sprinkle this in because we're seeing so much um you know keandra you posted something to your story that got me riled up i was looking at you know all of this wild stuff that the sister then went through First of all, I'm mad because she stayed through it. Second of all, it's like people really have the audacity to, mm -hmm. like you were saying, drink cookie, treating you down here, mm -hmm. not matching pay, blah, blah, blah. Whatever that aroma is in the air because of being African-American in this country has permeated the minds and thoughts of all of us, white, black, Latina, like everybody. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it is keeping us in a perpetual state of that crabs in a barrel type of a feeling and for what when it's simple if you're qualified you're qualified um if you're doing your job you're doing your job but to put somebody through all of this hell and treat them like crap and they, to the point where they have to leave to me is just the weirdest thing this woman i wanted to pull up her post but i couldn't find it anymore but she done went through being talked about uh being reprimand just all of this stuff that makes no sense to somebody that comes up to do their job and what we don't understand is this affects our romantic relationships. This oh, affects our relationships with our children, yep. our friends. And that's why when, you know, Zaneda asked a question like this, why do other black women do that? Well, yeah, because what do we know? <laughs> wow. Where, yep. What do we get a chance to learn and know? And it's the same reason why I have King speak. And it's not to give anybody as an excuse, but it's like when you're raised a certain way under a certain ideal with the, we have to make a conscious effort to break that and change it. And, yep. then, and we got to do it. Black women, yep. we got to do it. Yep, we do. We do. And I know that there's a lot of us that are, you know, learning along the way and doing the best that we can. So I hope that nobody's receiving this as like, oh, well, you know, I'm just getting started and I have to be at, you know, like some particular high level or whatever in order to have certain type of collaborations or to be fearful of even collaborating with, you know, with other sisters. Because I've had so, so, so many beautiful experiences and, and collaborations. I mean, Jamie is literally, I could go on about that, but she She's like literally like my doula, I guess, if you will, like when it comes to my business, a lot of the things, you know, that that have been birthed have been because of, you know, our partnership and relationship. And so, I mean, even just what has been created with Queens Glean, you know, I think it's just a beautiful collaboration and just the energy and, you know, just how we all are just vibing and how I've just recently met Erica, but already feel like, okay, like we've been on this platform and this thing together, you know? So 
Um, we live in the same city. Can't even go yes. out to meet. <laughs> right, right. Can't even go together for a drink. No. Um, but like there is, there's, there's a lot of beautiful things that can Correct. be created. And, you know, when you're aligning with the right people who have, um, you know, the right heart and, you know, finding ways to be able to, to compensate one another, because it isn't just about money either. You know what I mean? Like there are other ways that you can, you know, between just the visibility and even being able to share and barter certain things. Like there's a lot of different ways to be able to be supportive and collaborate at the level that you're at. And also not having to only aspire to people who are like way up here who have been in their journeys for, you know, much longer. There are ways to still have some valuable things and content and things created at, you know, with your peers, you know? So um, I don't want it, you know, I, I want it to I'm just, glad you said that. just not discourage anybody, but you know, there is a lot of um, brokenness. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> a lot of brokenness that we're seeing, you know, out here and in a mean girl, you know, uh, kind of a undertone too, in a lot of spaces where there should be more empowerment. So um, yeah, yeah and you, you you're, on and on. Yeah, somebody just underneath that post had put, um, I think her name is Jasmine. No, I don't know if this is hers. Mindset and entrepreneur. Can we talk about the black women that scream collab over competition, but still compete with you? Can we talk about the black women that are in rooms they can bring you in, but refuse because of insecurities. Can we talk about mm -hmm. how some black women are very clicky yeah. in business? And again, this isn't just to be like, obviously black women, black women, we are black. Yeah, women. no, so this, this is, is all our, yeah, this Let is me our tell you, I am one of three black women in my job and I, I am not received well in my corporate space because I work, it's so crazy because I'm half Mexican and, but the majority of my office is Mexican. And it wasn't until they learned that I was half Mexican that they started to even look my way, be nice to me or anything because it didn't matter who I was because I was a Mexican, like, you know, to them. And then the minute they found out my mom was Mexican, oh, the whole game changed. The whole game changed. Now I was accepted. Now they speak to me every day. Now they smile and laugh, oh, he, he, ha, ha. And then it was even more crazy when I got promoted because now I'm the boss. So then it was like, oh, now I'm your boss. Right. You know, so you got to definitely be, um, I don't look at color anymore just because I'm not going to say that I didn't. I used to. There was definitely a space in time where, you know, color was very real to me. But I definitely understand now that you are not what your appearance is. And I don't care what nationality you are. You can perf you perform at is. a high level. I want you on my team. Yeah. You know, I want my team to win. I don't give a damn what color I you look like. I don't care if your name is Laquisha. So, what your exactly. That I'm building now is colorful. I, the people that I hire now are colorful because now I'm at the table now. Like I actually, I'm not one of those women hating. I just hired two black women within the last three months because I, I need more black women in this office, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not me just being, you know, they, they were, they were, uh, they had the, the skills. I didn't just hire them because they were black, but yeah, when I saw 15 interviews, uh, and all of them were white and three were black and the three were qualified. I did go there first. I did go there first because I was like, but I don't you? care. Like go with yeah. the qualified like color in my office. And yeah. they were just as qualified 
as the other women. And I had to pass on the other women because guess what? That never happens to them. But black women get passed on all the time. And so finally it's me at the table. And I'm like, if I have any type of power, I'm going to see my people. And I want to see my people rise. I don't feel like me hiring two black women in the last two months hurts me. I feel like it helps me in my business. Oh, I love bring that. Them, you know, and so, you know, I, I, my mindset, you know, you definitely have to get to that. Because, yeah, you know, when you're at the bottom, though, that's when I feel like the competition is the heaviest. Um, like, and how then, can we change that narrative, though? Because, Keandra, you talked about this so much of it being spiritual. And that's what I keep getting because it's like if God made, and I understand that everybody believes in God. However, somebody made everybody different. Okay. So if you're not going to be bold about who you were created to be and realize you are in a lane all your own, that's when all that other stuff I loved, I've always loved to rise above wherever mm -hmm. I'm at. So in corporate or whatever the case, it's like, I can't tie my value and my worth to how y'all think because I don't think on that realm. I am yeah. Jamie Alexander, sweetie. So <laughs> what we really going to do here is I'm going to use this to where Jamie is going because God has a plan for me and mm -hmm. a, you know, a path for me. And in that and moving like that, why do I want, why would I want to allow any of that negativity in my karma? Why can't I sit on a panel with y'all too and y'all be smart in your realm and have your skills and your ideas and me have mine? Great. We make a great team. Like it, why would I, you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, it's about the love, but I guess it is an inside job where you have to see that. Mm -hmm. that way without all the noise of the marketing that we're getting your experiences, your trauma, what the white man said with the, whoever fired with the, 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 the yep. clear all of that out. Mm -hmm. Namaste. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and go with it. <laughs> yeah, girl. It's real. Cause it is an inside job because they're, you know, unfortunately those environments in most professional spaces breed sameness. So if you are not, again, like we talked about before, the, the standard for profession is a white man. So if you're not doing certain things that measure up to that, then you know what I mean? Then your value is basically not seen. And unfortunately a lot of people don't have or have a, have a sense of significance or even know how to get to it without their job being a part of their identity. And so when you can actually build up a strong enough uh, version of you and understand your own authenticity and your significance that is whether you have a job or not, or whether you have this job or not, you know, like then those are the things that I think that can help you stand out, but also withstand, you know, being able to be in those environments and not be intimidated and use you know, those positions as a place of influence and power, like you are a cookie, you know, like I, yeah. there was a post of, you know, an HR person who was discouraging people with, you know, ghetto names. And I'm just kind of like, you're in a position to actually be able to influence someone, some hiring manager that is looking at this resume, who cares that his name is Deontay or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And like you still have that. His parents are. did that. Why are we judging people and completely canceling them? And, you know, and maybe because my name is Keandra, you know, it already is ethnic. So I understand, <laughs> <laughs> I understand you know what I mean? Like the, 
the thing and of you like are the HR manager over, and I am the HR manager, but it's like I understood. And, you know, obviously Cookie understands it too. Like I'm in a position where I can influence, right. you know, and sway the decision of someone who is ultimately going to hire this person. So let me use it for good. Let yep. me actually, you know, show and be the model and example like, hey, these are some people that you right. need to consider rather than just right. writing them off and being afraid of the judgment or whatever, you know, that may come like there's there's power in in that comes with being able and to be in those positions. And so, you know, not making it an all kinfolk and kinfolk type of thing, but it's unfortunate. Which is that. another thing. Yeah, she's so right. And like even when I did bring on these two on boards, they're doing amazing. And yeah. so that's what I wanted to showcase. Like I want my boss to see, look at these black women doing an amazing job the women that you never wanted to hire the women that i hired because yeah. now i'm in the space to do so so i just want to open his eyes too you know he's set in his ways and so you know just being able to bring diversity into the office and show that other races and it doesn't have to be black women other races can do the job yep. they're educated they're smart they can do these things we just have to give them a shot Imagine like if nobody gave me a shot, I wouldn't even be where I'm at. You know, you just have to give people a shot. And so I'm just there with it. And I'm just so glad that like, you know, my mindset isn't tainted because I could be tainted too. I could be up there like blocking black women from coming into my work. Yeah, because so yeah. I'm super glad that like my mindset is like, nah, I'm gonna pull us up. And the reason why I do so is I need an army in there. I want them to have my back too. You know, so I'm like, yeah, come on, sister. I got you. What what do you what did you want? What were you making at yeah. your last job? Okay, I'm gonna match that for you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, give her what she's worth, empower her. My employees that I empower, they work the best for me. Of course. Do anything that I ask because I I come through for them. I come through for them. And that's basically, you know, the best thing you could do for them is to gain their trust. So you gain someone's trust by giving them an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, kudos to y'all. You see me, I'd be in and out of corporate. I'm very <laughs> that job. My motto yeah. should be F that job because, and I know a lot of people, I think part of going back to the spirituality with it that I want people to see, um, and the stuff that we're learning about walking in the unknown and being able to trust the divine and all of these things is that I never want to be so reliant on a job that I can't walk away when I'm being mistreated. Like you're not going to mistreat me in no environment. How about that? And I don't want to have to worry about how am I going to feed my baby and how am I gonna, how am I going to feed this and how you know how am I going to pay this bill? Today? We know the bills are real. We know all of that stuff, but how? about it can we be about taking the reins of our own life because no job that i ever walked out of first of all any place i ever left it wasn't the same after i left okay because mm -hmm. i bring the sauce number mm -hmm. one number two it's just like i'd never not been taken care of um even i was when i was tripping and falling over my own two feet i still god still always had my back in some way if you keep seeking you will find you will be okay you will be but what it's almost like relationships why you going to stay with a dude that beats up on you because you don't think you can find another man no like we can't allow our mental and our hearts to be to go sit in somewhere 8 hours a day and be abused whether it's i used to be i used to work in orange county like Y'all talk one way, but you come to my desk. What's up, girlfriend? And I'm like, hi. I'm like, 
what what why all the what <laughs> y'all watch too much TV? Relax, and you ain't my home girl. But we could like it's just all of the stuff that we have to uphold and navigate and code switch and don't do that and don't say this and that that wears on you. And I don't think anybody should stay in any space too long that wears on them just for a check. Not because money is not important, but because you are powerful and you need to be where you deserve to be. Like we need to take them reins, but yeah. Yeah. Amen. And that's the part of the the spiritual journey where it's like you understand that ultimately that job is not your source anyway, you know? So, so yeah, that part. (laughs) So when you can understand that, yeah, yeah. yeah, That there is better that's out there. It may not be immediate. It may not be, you know, like, and and for some people it is, you know, I really do believe the moment that you make a decision is when the doors and and different possibilities actually present Mm -hmm. themselves in the first place. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it definitely is something to be like really anchored inside of like your source is not that one job, you know what I mean? That you have in this season. So if it's treating you bad, you got to go. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it sounds like an inside job um, on all parts for the women that are offering the job for the women that are, and then the women that need to say no, if it's not up to par with what they need, whether it's a sister or not, if you're not, if it's not the rate or whatever we're bartering for and we're not on the same page, it's okay to just say no. And then the other person, maybe you're going to get enough no's to be like, okay, I need, let me look in the mirror at the way I'm operating my business because I'm getting what I'm getting because I'm not being generous or proper or whatever. So at the end of the day, it's an inside job. We're all doing our best and hopefully we can just continue to connect with those where it makes sense and have the discernment to walk away when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's that on that. That on that. <laughs> <laughs> I so enjoyed this conversation with you, ladies. It worked out. It flowed. I mean, there was just so much value. You guys in the chat, thank you so much. Yes. Um, you know, for hanging in with us. And yeah, yeah. this was really good. I love it. Really good. Needed this. Really yeah. So before we get out of here, we'll go Queen Cookie, then Keandra. Cookie, tell us um, where to find you online, where we can, you know, watch everything you got coming up, and then we'll work our way back. Yes, yes. Uh, Once again, as always, Jamie, thank you for allowing me to be here in this platform with you. And uh, thank you to everybody who uh, gets something from this because you made a decision to watch this. And so you made a decision to get better and I think we don't think we don't give ourselves enough props for showing up for ourselves. So if you showed up today or any other day that you're watching this, um, just kudos to you for uh, showing up for yourself. And um, if you're ever online and you want to just see some more goodness, you can just follow me. I can't ever do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow me right there. Uh, you can look that up on YouTube, too. That's where you can find all of my videos and my podcasts. Um, I have other videos on there too. It's not just my show, but my latest project is called Loving Good Music. It's about love and um, just pretty much building a definition of what love is through the lens of music, poetry, um, stories, books, things like that. So it's all surrounded circles back to love. Um, so if that's what you're into and or you're on a spiritual journey, I'd love for you to come and join me. <laughs> 
Yay! Yay! <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna try to do it too. Like, it's like backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Keandra underscore D. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I have a group um, that really it's 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 intended to be a safe space for the professional, you know, woman of color. But really, we focus on a lot of things with mind, body, and spirit, and just bringing all those things, converging it. You know, a lot of what we talked about those things that we are experiencing in our professional life, it impacts those other areas. And those are the other areas that I feel like we should actually be more concerned with. So if you're wanting to have content and just be amongst like, like-minded like women um, who are you know, wanting to be focused on that too, join us there at the Surrender Society. Um, and I have actually a lot of exciting projects that are gonna be coming out pretty soon. So please, please, please you know, connect with me if any of what I shared or just um, you know, some of those things that you're looking for, you know, greater insight, you know, on, on any of this stuff that we've talked about tonight, you know, definitely connect with me and would love to be connected with you. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love you guys and your projects. I'm so excited to be connected to you. And thank you guys again for showing up every time that you do and giving all your wisdom, insight and time. Um, I'm Jamie Alexander. You can find me here. I'm Jamie Alexander <laughs> on Instagram. And, you know, I have a course that I put out called The Power of Posture. Um, we hear a lot of things where people are like, be feminine, be authentic and do all of this stuff. But I feel like my course gets to the real heart of the matter. So you can actually learn things that is filtered through who you are really, you really are. I'm not telling you to put on a dress, not to speak this way, not to do... I'm giving tips, tools, and mindset modalities that will help you really walk in the authenticity of who you are. Um, I also have another course that I put out called Social Media Interviewing 101. If you want to do this, you know, if you have a a product that you want to share, discussions that you want to have via social media interviewing, which is a great way to entertain your guests, podcasts, um, anything that you want to do, I put that together. So you can find all of that in the link in bio on my Instagram page. And of course, Kings Speak. You can go follow Kings Speak on Instagram. Um, yeah, and all the things. So tap in with us. We're here to tap, love, tap, yeah. grow. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> shout out to Zaneda. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Shout out to you, sis. That was such a good, and I wish that I, now I don't want to say I wish. I'm not on Twitter that much. Isn't that yeah, I was going to say the same like way. It. I was like, back in my Twitter days. I'm I was a Twitter bug, you. girl. I'm <laughs> that was such a good, um, such a good, like, prompt and something that's, you know, to talk about and just the discussion. So thank you so much for even putting that discussion out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what I discovered right before this call is me and Zaneda have the same exact birthday. So. Ah! <laughs> Six, nine. Okay. <laughs> a little shout out to the gyms. Um, but yes, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. Be amazing. Enjoy your week. We'll see you not next week, but the week after for our next episode of Queen's Glean. Good night. Good night. <laughs>